Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and good to have you along here on this Wednesday. You know what that means. It is Everyone Wednesday, and everyone wins something here on the Bottom Line Show. And today, uh, we've got a real special treat for you. Not one, but two different resources that you could win uh, featuring a guy who uh, was born into a Muslim community and wound up becoming a Christian and has written a book on apostasy not in the church, but also but in what it means to be a Muslim who's born a Muslim and becomes Christian. And then also Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, is going to be joining me in the, the second half of the program to talk about a no-compromise retirement plan that I think now, especially with the stock market going so weird and crazy, is something that all of us need to t- pay attention to. Hey, before we start, though, and remember, everyone wins, 800-227-5278. If you want to win something, you, we're a sure thing today. <laughs> Guarantee when you call Crystal or you call Teresa at 800-227-5278, you're going to win something today. Um, but we've got some great books that we are giving away today here on the Bottom Line Show. Hey, before we go any further, I want to thank you for your fantastic support yesterday on our, we did a big push yesterday for our friends at Preborn. And remember, speaking of Dennis Wilson, Dennis put up a match. He and I were talking um, not too long ago about the uh, uh, the preborn campaign that we have going on right now to raise awareness for uh, the benefit of ultrasounds and also to give people the opportunity to stand with women who are facing pregnancies that in many cases they didn't plan uh, in many cases you know, or perhaps in some cases there are some families that have multiple kids already and they realize hey you know maybe we three kids is our limit and we're pregnant for a fourth time what do we do and oftentimes when you go to a so-called women's health center, the first thing they tell you is, well, if you've got three kids and you're pregnant with a fourth one and you don't want to be pregnant, we will make you unpregnant. And that's not God's intent. I, I firmly, passionately believe. I realize that there are people who sometimes face what we call a crisis pregnancy or an unplanned pregnancy. Um, there are people who will say, wait a minute, how could a situation like this wind up in pregnancy and God you know, is okay with this? If God is the author and creator of life, then we have to trust that every child who is created um, has a plan, has a purpose. I mean, whether this is a child who uh, is carried to full term and lives a full and productive life in a healthy, happy home, or sometimes there are kids that are, you know, created and they go through the gestational period, maybe halfway through, that that's the end of the journey for them. And it's really hard for the parents to have to deal with what we call a miscarriage. But, you know, again, we have to trust that God knows what his plan is. And even when you hear these incredible stories of women who wind up conceiving as a result of an assault or something like that. And you have to ask the question, God, how could you let this happen? And yet you begin to realize, well, wait a minute. I mean, God is God and he is sovereign in all things. And if he is allowing this life to be conceived, then he has a purpose for this life. And there's a purpose for our pain as Christians. We believe that. And so even the worst trauma can have a powerful, happy ending. I mean, for all involved, even though it's going to leave some scar tissue. I mean, that the, the, the sufferings that we're going through right now, and I've had mine, you've had yours. Um, what What is it the Paul tells us? These momentary light afflictions are nothing compared to the glory that awaits us in heaven. So we have to, you know, be sensitive to people who are going through the situations and certainly don't want to, you know, foist it upon other people. Well, if this is the reason you're pregnant, then you have to carry the child to term. But just, it's amazing how many women, when you give them the choice, ultimately the, the, the pro-abortion crowd keeps referring to themselves as the pro-choice crowd, often and with great passion. You know, women have to have the choice. And what they mean is they want the choice to abort their child. But women have lots of options when they're pregnant. They have three major choices to make, whether it's to 
raise the child and you know become a mother uh to carry the child to term and uh, place the child in a loving adoptive family or to I mean, legally, you can still abort your child in half of the United States. And so those are the options. And preborn supports women making informed choices. And that's the reason I love working with them. And yesterday, Scott Wilder from Preborn joined me on the program. We devoted the entire 90 minutes to, uh, to, the, to one goal. The goal was we were collecting your contributions for preborn and you called boy did you call we were only on the air for 90 minutes every day and man the phones were ringing off the hook and people were going online and making donations and clicking the cape right uh website or the bottom line show website clicking on the preborn banner and making a donation there completely tax deductible by the way but we had an extra challenge in that Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services uh, put up a match. He said, I, I've heard you talking about preborn on the radio. I know it cost, it's $28 to save one child. That provides all of the everything that goes into providing one ultrasound uh, for a woman. And ultrasound machines, can, you can do about 250 ultrasounds per year uh, on a machine. So it's $28 to do... To, literally save one child's life uh we had a donation yesterday from a listener who called in a $2,800 donation which will save 100 babies lives which is fantastic but beyond that Nana said how much is an ultrasound machine I said well it's about $15,000 he said okay I'll tell you what I will put up a match for half of that if you can raise the other half and so yesterday we were raising you know your awareness and funding for uh saving babies and if we got to $7,500, Dennis would kick in another $7,500, and we'd raise an ultrasound machine. Well, yesterday, you donated $5,600, $5,600 to that cause. And so I just, first of all, want to thank everyone who called in, the dozens of people who did call in and hit the banner, and, and, and thank you for making that tax-deductible donation to Preborn. I still want to put this challenge out there for you, though. That match is still in place. And we have an opportunity. We need less than $2,000. We need about $1,900 and change. Let's just say $2,000, round it up, to get to $7,500, where the match will kick in. So now, in addition to saving babies' lives, you're also uh, providing an ultrasound machine, enough funding for an ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic. So I, I want to open up the phones for you there. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. 833-850-2229. Your gift is doubled, effectively doubled today. If you give $100 to preborn, that becomes 200 because of the match. If you give 500 that becomes 1000 Seriously, we're, we're at the point right now where we need another $2,000 to unlock this match. And based on yesterday's phone call, we've had a couple of gifts that large. We could have two people call in with $1,000 donations each, and we're done. I mean, we're, we're, to get to the ultrasound, we're never going to stop. You know, there's, there's no end for, for a prop process like this but i thank you pray about it think about it and see what god would have you do to make your your best gift um i don't even mind saying this too yesterday in the callers you didn't hear your name but my wife actually made a donation <laughs> we support i mean john rush at uh, national Crawford roundtable uh, we were doing preborn on ncr the first time we did it and john came on during one of the breaks and said okay i just did it online it's the easiest thing i've ever done so if you want to give a gift online if you've got all your credit card information autofillable and all you have to do is put in the cvc number at the end you can make take care of this transaction in 28 seconds or less when you go to kbrightradio.com or the bottom line show.com Click the preborn banner and make your donation there or call them right now at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, that's B-A-B-Y or 2229 is the number to call. And if you miss the number, just contact us here at the Bottom Line Show and we'll be sure to get it to you. Okay, as we continue, 
It's Everyone Wednesday, and this is a book I know everyone's going to want. Um, when you think about people who look at Christianity in America, and you'll hear this a lot during the campaign season, they'll look at someone like Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, or, or Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, and they'll say, those guys are always you know, trying to Christianize the nation. They're, they're trying to uh, you know, make us a Christian nation. They, they want a theocracy, and they really don't understand what a theocracy is. I mean, a theocracy, by definition, is a country that is run where the church and the government are basically the same thing. Now, you don't see that in Christian nations. As a matter of fact, one of the beauties of the United States is that we have religious liberty. That we, we basically, there is no national church. You know, just like there's the Church of England, the Church of Scotland, or whatever, there is no Church of America. Rather, we have a separation of church and state that allows for people to be American citizens and be whatever faith you choose to be. Now, we, of course, I mean, the, I, the dominant religion in the U.S. for many, many years has been Christians and Christianity. But the idea here is that we've got so many people who have not, you know, embraced that yet. They, they hear the word theocracy and they say, oh, boy, here come those Christians and that's what they want to do. But the reality is there are theocracies in the world. And a lot of these theocracies are scandalous. I mean, they're, they're, they're thuggish, if, if you will. And many of them, unfortunately, are theocracies because that's the way the religion of Islam operates. If you are a Muslim and you live in an area where the majority of your residents are Muslim, by Islamic law, theocracy must be the order of the day. Now, that hasn't happened here in the United States as yet, but you imagine there are some cities some, that are large enough to where a theocracy might be declared by the Muslim population if they do. Minneapolis, Minnesota is a good example. I think 40% of the population of Minneapolis right now are Muslim. And because of that Islamic tradition, once that gets to 51%, they're basically going to go to their city council and say, hey, here's the deal. We must be a theocracy. If we're going to practice our religion, we must be a theocracy. And that would be wild. There are laws that have been passed over the past decade here in the U.S. from people who are like, oh, wow, oh, gosh, I didn't realize, you know, uh, someone tried to pass a law saying that we want to have a, uh, you know, the, the uh, Islamic court. We want to have our own legal system. That whole bit say, wait, that's not how the U.S. operates. But in some parts of the world, like Iran and Lebanon and Syria and places like that, where the majority of the people who live there are Muslim, then you have this theocracy, which means the government and the religion aren't, are, they're intertwined. And everybody who's born in that citizen is considered to be Muslim. One such man is a guy by the name of Dr. Mark Christian, who has written a fascinating story about his account of being born into a majority Muslim nation, living in a theocracy, and then meeting Jesus Christ face to face. It made him an apostate in the Muslim tradition. He's written a book about it called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We have a link for this book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Mark Christian joins me to share his story coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Fascinating story to share with you today, The Bottom Line. And for this segment, I'm joined by Dr. Mark Christian. Uh, he has a fascinating testimony that's out in a brand new book called The Apostate, which we've got a link for up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Dr. Mark Christian is a Christian convert who abandoned Islam as an adult and literally left Egypt. Uh, during the 2016 presidential election, he served as an advisor to not only Governor Mike Huckabee, also served on Donald Trump's team. He's a trained physician OBGYN in Egypt and uh, has a fascinating tale to tell about his conversion to Christianity. The book, as I mentioned, is called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Mark Christian, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. 
Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be with you and your listeners today. Well, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you with us as well, especially with your background uh, coming from where you did and helping our listeners understand. Of course, in the United States, we don't have the same theocracy that there are in other countries where uh, if majority of the population are uh, Islamic, then uh, you know the Muslim theocracy is what really rules and reigns. Talk about what it was like for you growing up, because you call the book the apostate, but I'm sure there's a there's an explanation for that, because you obviously aren't apostate in your Christian faith. Well, yeah, you know, actually the name of the book is the highest crime in Islam, and uh, if somebody is kind of given that kind of uh, uh, identity, then they are uh, supposed to be killed uh, immediately. Uh, so I. You know, every every Muslim definitely run away from that kind of a, a name uh, or a statement. Uh, but I decided to be bold enough to slap my face and put it under my name, under my face, and just put it out on a book. Uh, and that's out of boldness and out of, uh, you know, trying to bring the truth out there in the most, uh, you know, clear way possible. And, and I, I'm not trying to pull any strings. I'm not trying to instigate anything. I'm just trying to get people to uh, sometimes break out of the fear that they have from those names. So, yeah, you know, you, you, you talk about theocracy, even your question, you have lots of, I have lots of answers in that. Yeah. Um, Egypt is not a theocracy right now, even though it identifies as a Muslim nation, you know, uh, and, until the beginning, until the 1920, uh, it was uh, a theocratic system all over the Middle East in the 52, actually not only the Middle East, but the 52 Muslim countries. But uh, since then, uh, there's, uh, there was a fall of the Ottoman Empire and the fall of the Islamic State and uh, the emerge of uh, a new uh, different states that they have different identities in Egypt, one of them. But still Muslim nations identify as Muslim first and then as a nation second. Um, and actually, by, that, by the same kind of token, uh, the Muslim world identify the United States as a Christian nation. I know this is something mm -hmm. that many people in America do not want to identify with, but mm -hmm. whether we like it or not, you know, America in the eyes of Islam and Muslim countries and the 52 uh, self-identified Muslim countries, all of them, they look at the United States as the head of the Christian uh, dome, and uh, it's a Christian nation, you know, whether we like it or not. I grew up in a completely different kind of way, so sorry for... <laughs> You know, you know, your question was intriguing, so I have to answer some oh, of it. Okay? No, I want you, I want you to I like dive it. in, but I, I just I want to, I wanted to comment before you continue, Dr. Mark Christian. Uh, the, the book called The Apostate, My Search for Truth is up at thebottomlineshow.com, by the way. And it is, it's interesting because when we talk about, you know, that gets bandied a lot around a lot here in the state. America is a Christian nation. And then you hear candidates who identify as Christian. And next thing you know, the hard left is coming at them saying, well, you want a theocracy here in the United States. And quite the opposite. You know, we, we like religious liberty. We lo love the fact that, you know, it, it's interesting to hear that they would identify the U.S. as a Christian nation. But I understand, Dr. Christian, what you're talking about, because it sounds like they, they do that in sort of a death to America sense rather than in an actual theocratic sense. That, that is true. And, and, and you know, um, the, the theocracy or, or not, you know, America is not a theocracy. That's absolutely true. Right. But America is founded on 
the, the principles of the Christian faith and the teachings of Jesus Christ. And, and, and we, can, we can discuss that, you know, for a second segment or a second time. Sure. But, you know, I would encourage people actually to dig into uh, the, the basics of the United States. And I'm not talking about America as a Christian nation from the way that Muslim countries talk about it. I'm talking about from the freedoms that we have and the, the liberties that we, 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 uh, we enjoy. And the whole system of government is based on, uh, you know, uh, principles of Jesus Christ uh, himself. And, and we would not have this kind of freedom in this world that we live in without Jesus Christ. I actually would encourage people to look at the world before Jesus and the world before after Jesus. And they can see the big, uh, you know, uh, unbelievable difference between the two, and 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 every freedom that we have today is coming from that. But you know, let me dig into my 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 uh, my story a little bit. Yes. You yeah. know, I, I grew up as a as a Muslim in a very devout Muslim family, uh, not like just a regular Muslim family that you have over here in the United States and even in Egypt. You know, I was associated uh, from an early age with a very devout father, and also my father's family is all kind of taking pride into being a Muslim Brotherhood family. Uh, my great uncle is one of the co-founder of the organization. This is why I, I just know very well about the Muslim Brotherhood, not from somebody who read about them, but actually grow into it. And also my uncle is a Muslim Brotherhood member and, and so forth. And away from the political Islam, myself, I was a very religious uh, young kid. Uh, very nerdy, uh, to be honest with you, who would be, uh, you know, uh, memorizing the Quran, the, the scripture of Islam, starting at age five. And there is a story about that, actually, in the book, you will see. And it was it was not a, just a, a normal story. You know, it's a story that we can identify over here in the United States as, a, as an abuse. And I did not look at it this way. And many Muslims will identify with it as well. When I did something wrong, uh, not by own decision, I was punished hard, very hard by my father, um, physically and emotionally. And I did not took that. I did not look at that as something bad. As a matter of fact, I look, I look at it as a wake-up call at five years old. So I started actually becoming a very devout Muslim from that age uh, on for years to come. And I grew up my, you know, by the age of twelve, actually, I was preaching Islam and leading Muslims in mosques. You know, and and, wow. and, and and that was very interesting. You know, it was common maybe 50 years ago, but not during my time uh, and definitely not nowadays. But the reason I was able to get that privilege is because of my great understanding of Islam, the upbringing that I grew up in, the memorization of the scripture that I had, and also that my father has built the three mosques in the big major mosques in Cairo and built the more than seven Islamic schools across mm. the Middle East. And he leads a huge big ministry of Islam. So as a firstborn who is already following in the footsteps and showing his devotion to Islam and uh, mm. enormous amount of knowledge of Islam, it was easy for me to jump on the stage and lead and to become a leader at the age of 12. Wow. Uh, Dr. Mark Christian is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. His book is called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Mark, with you having such a, a, a expanded role in the Muslim community at such an early age and having this prominence, of course, with your dad and your great uncle, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see where you are right now. At some point, some, the, the Holy Spirit had to get a hold of your heart. How was it? I mean, was it one of those situations where I remember interviewing a guy who was a former wizard with the KKK? And he told me that what led him to faith in Christ was someone handed him the Bible and said, come up with Bible verses that support the Ku Klux Klan. 
And he's, he started reading through the Gospel of John, and next thing you know, he was a Christian, and he, had, he tried to get out, and he's basically been in witness protection for the last 40 years, living as someone who you know doesn't ruffle feathers with the Klan. What was it like for you, having that role of prominence in the Muslim community, and yet God got a hold of you and said, uh, you know, put all this aside now and follow me? Amen. You know, what you just said is intriguing, and I think it's a story that should be shared uh, wide uh, and, 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 and hard. Because, you know, you mentioned that somebody from the KKK and, you know, many people in America today, they're trying to say KKK is a Christian organization. And, yeah. and, and so I, I'm glad that you mentioned this because, you know, uh, bigotry has no place in, in Christianity or the Amen. Jesus Christ whatsoever. Amen. And, you know, even if, if somebody wants to find excuses for that by Christian faith, they are wrong and mistaken. Anybody blaming Christianity for anything bad, Jesus have never done anything wrong or any anything call for anything wrong to anybody actually uh he is uh you know he is jesus christ you know the best thing ever happened to humanity um and and i think everybody is enjoying you know the message of jesus christ so go back to my my story you know there's two things that never happened to me i never met a missionary that actually led me to christ and i also never had dreams that led me to christ interesting so i want to i, I want to get that out of the way yeah uh my journey to christ is uh, you know, I think it is like many others and also it's unique in its way, but it's also like many others. It is somebody who, like me who has always been intrigued by who is my creator and also has a very interesting, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, urge to find the truth and uh, wanted to find, you know, the right path and right way to God. And, you know, the interesting way actually that when I was accepted in medical school, God ordained some time in my life that was free. We yeah. look at it as a gap year. And during that time, I started digging into history and theology of Islam. You know, I should have actually enjoyed partying, enjoying going out, doing stuff. You know, I right. secured my place in or going work out, one of the things I wanted to do. But actually, I decided to dig in Islam. Why? Because I thought that I'm going to be the best apologetic Islamic preacher of all time. See, this is my intention, to actually be a better Islamic preacher. But then... When I start digging and finding the truth, this is where I was disillusioned with the, with the teachings and, and then I start finding things that I did not like. And, you know, make no mistake, when I start finding things I did not like, I was not happy. I was actually afraid more than you can ever believe. Mm -hmm. My struggle when I start finding the truth is actually penned out in the book in very much detail so it can show what kind of struggle Muslims go through when they are questioning their own faith. And uh, the questioning led to disillusion, led to uh, struggle and, and anger and, and resentment and, and many things. And one thing led to another until I actually decided not to be a Muslim anymore because I did not find truth in Islam whatsoever. And that was a turning point in my life and it was a horrific time. And then um, after living without, without kind of worshiping God and finding God in my life for quite some time, I started looking for the truth. And that's that another journey that I also have in the book where I start looking for who Jesus is. And uh, I fell in love with Jesus, to be honest with you, more than anything else. And one thing led to another, led me to the truth of Jesus Christ. And, and when I made the decision, I love that. Dr. Mark Christian is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Mark's book is called The Apostate, My Search for Truth, His Journey Out of Islam into Christianity. And what did that do in the aftermath, of course, for him and his relationship with his family? We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the family ties and, and the relationship that they have now, and also uh, what it's like for us here in the States. We get a unique uh, bird's eye view from Dr. Mark Christian, some pa pa powerful insights to share about 
how it feels like the U.S. is heading a little more dictatorial. Are we really that close? And if so, what are we up against? We'll get more insights from Dr. Mark Christian on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Don't overpay on interest and fees by going with the wrong lender. Newport Bay Mortgage won't charge you points on your reverse mortgage wherever it is possible for them to do so. You will have peace of mind with the possibility of having additional cash to draw from to pay for unexpected expenses. Owner Cliff and his team do what they can to maximize the amount of cash available to you while minimizing the cost of closing. The result of having another stream of income relieves stress that you didn't even know was there. You'll save thousands by working with Newport Bay Mortgage because they avoid charging you points and it will never tack on unnecessary fees. When considering ways to relieve financial stress in, before, or for retirement, you need Newport Bay Mortgage. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse. Contact Cliff today. Call 714-741-8080, 714-741-8080, NMLS 332-559. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, uh, Dr. Mark Christian, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, talking about his journey from being born Muslim in a Muslim, majority Muslim country to becoming a Christian and therefore becoming an apostate in the Muslim tradition. His book about his testimony is called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we do have a copy of the book to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And remember, today is Everyone Wednesday, and you know what that means. That means that you, as a bottom line listener, have an opportunity to win something. We've got one copy of Dr. Christian's book, but we've got lots of other copies of books and movies and things like that. You ask for it, and we'll be happy to provide it for you if we have it, of course. I mean, we've got a lot of prizes, but I was just looking at the table yesterday, as a matter of fact, and seeing a lot of the books that Teresa has on the goodie prize uh, shelf, but... uh, and. DVDs as well, and audio CDs and things like that. So call 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, we'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, continuing our conversation with Dr. Mark Christian, talking about his search for truth and how it led him to faith in Christ. But by becoming a Christian, that made his life so much better, but it also meant that he was apostate in the Muslim tradition. He was apostate with his family, and they had some very serious words for him about his conversion to Christianity. We're going to hear more of this incredible story on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, you let them see the ultrasound image and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far, for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now, it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. 
We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption. And the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833 833- 850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Dr. Mark Christian is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Dr. Mark Christian, by day, is an OBGYN. Are you still practicing medicine, Dr. Christian? I, I, I do uh, work part-time in a, in, a, in a family practice, so I'm not okay. doing an OBGYN, full OBGYN, but yeah, I, I do a little bit. Okay, well, then that, that's an important part of his story because growing up in Egypt, growing up in a very devout Muslim family, and then coming to the States, studying here, falling in love with Jesus. I mean, it's just it's a wonderful story that he captures so beautifully in the book called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And Dr. Christian, as you mentioned before the break in our first segment, apostasy is <clears throat> punishable by death in the Islamic tradition. And you came from a family where you were a preacher at 12, 13, 14 years of age. You came from a family that was highly involved in the Islamic tradition. Uh, what was that phone call like? Or, I mean, how did you bridge the gap realizing life with Christ is better than anything I can imagine? However, it's about to cost me my family, potentially. Well, it's a very long journey, as you, uh, you know, read in the book. Uh, you know, it did not start like that. Actually, it started by when I, when I started questioning and then I went to, with out of desperation to my father, who was my mentor and, and other people, and to ask questions, and then the gap started at that point, and and the gap continued for years. As a matter of fact, I would love to share something that I actually uh, mentioned the details as well. The decision or the day that I made the decision was March 29, 2003. Uh, that's about a couple of a little bit over two years, more than two years before I coming to the United States. And on that day, you know, I uh, I was invited to go and meet with my father uh, at one of his uh, offices. He's a physician as well. And, you know, I was a practicing physician and, you know, over there in Egypt. And, you know, and I was actually kicked out of, you know, all the privilege that I had because I was no longer a devout Muslim. So I was called in for a meeting and I was hoping that this meeting will kind of uh, result in, in some kind of reconciliation with, with the two of us. Right. But end up to be an an assassination attempt on my life, or an attempt of assassination of my life. Oh my! And yeah, and it was only by the grace of God that I actually am standing uh, sitting in front of you right now because I was supposed to be dead that day. I I huh. tripped on a on a on a, on a rug, uh, huh. right in the entrance, uh, and uh, when I fell on my face and my hand extended, the the bomb went off, and 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 I was supposed to be in the middle of it, but because I slipped, I. And I tripped on that rug. I, 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 and, and it's the amazing thing is because that rug has been there all my life since I was a child. So mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can only say that it was only God that saved yes. me that day. You know, and and I learned a lesson from that. That thing is we should go in this life with an unbelievable and utmost bravery, uh, and carrying our cross every day because we cannot add a single second to our life and we cannot take Amen. a second out of our life. And I think the Bible kind of uh, confirm that uh, in, in, in multiple verses. So I learned, I learned from that day. And, and even though I felt in fear and intimidation after that, um, and I mentioned the whole story in more detail, so I would love people to pick up the book to read that. But actually in the back of the ambulance uh, that day, at the end of the day, um, when I was in pain, 
feeling like everything has gone from my life. I have no safe haven. I have no place to go. This is when I made the decision to follow Jesus. And I did not make the decision to say, Jesus, I'm all yours. I, I made a very interesting prayer. Uh, and I shared it a lot. And it's not like as an extravaganza and as amazing and as glorious as people say. Because I was in lots of pain. And I had lots of doubts as well and right. lots of fear. So I made the decision and said, Jesus, even if you're going to lead me to hell, I'm going to follow you wow. until the last, last breath of my life. Oh, my. And I will never follow Allah and never be a Muslim, even if Allah was going to lead me to heaven. That's the way I became a Christian. Oh, and, my I, goodness. And, and you know what? I was afraid that I would be led astray by Jesus, which is what I prayed about. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guarantee you today and I'm going to assure you today that since that prayer in that back of that ambulance, Jesus never let me astray even for a second in my life. Mm. You know, I had ups and downs. I have hard times. I have difficulties. Absolutely. Yeah. And I still continue facing difficulties. But the best thing is everything in this life is better with Jesus, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that is the big difference. When you have the assurance of Jesus Christ on your side, you know, the, or, or within you or with you, uh, and you are following him and you are carrying your cross, life is a completely different journey. I'm talking with Dr. Mark Christian today here on The Bottom Line. This amazing story he just kind of gave us the Reader's Digest version of uh, is included in his new book called The Apostate, My Search for Truth, his journey from the Islamic faith that he knew and loved at the time growing up in his home in Egypt into faith in Jesus Christ. And and I, I don't know how many of us can have that same testimony, Dr. Christian, that uh, once we confessed our faith in the Lord, that someone tried to kill us for it. But I, I think oftentimes in the States, we think of the prayer of Jabez, Lord, expand my land, expand my this, you know, give me more stuff. Maybe we need the prayer of Job like you had, though he may slay me, I will still trust in him. You know, I mean, the, the idea that you are willing to die and, and still maintain that type of uh, that type of attitude toward life is much most encouraging. Uh, we are living in a time right now, we, we make reference to people in California here as uh, living in the People's Republic of California, because so many rights and freedoms are being taken away. They're pushing abortion, which I'm sure just makes your blood boil as a medical doctor who's specialized in obstetrics and gynecology for, uh, for many years. But you know what it's like to live in an actual dictatorship, Dr. Christian. And I'd love for you to take the last couple of moments here, because I know this is just part one of what will be a continuing conversation between us and an ongoing dialogue. What is it like for you coming into the U.S. now and seeing people concerned that we're losing certain freedoms or liberties and things like that and saying, hey, wait a minute, I know what it's like to live in a dictatorial government. What, what's the, what are we missing or what should we be preparing for or looking for? We should be preparing uh, for a persecution that is coming and it is already in our midst. Um, I am very sad about the change of America that I have uh, seen in the last 18 years since I came to the United States. This is a completely different country. It was a safe haven when I arrived today. Uh, we are going in a direction that God only knows where it's going to end. And, you know, you mentioned that, you know, uh, how many people are going to be saying that when they confess their faith in Christ that they have been killed. We are very close. We are very close. And the sad part is today, actually, some people can be canceled. Some people can lose their right. livelihood. Some people can lose their, 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 their future. Uh, just because they confess their faith in Jesus Christ, you know, I, I I actually see that right in 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 my in my career of medicine right now and and other places. Um, I I'm I'm very saddened by the the status of America, uh, the the workplace, and actually I am heartbroken for the church. 
the church in America is going into a direction that is very sad as well. The, the church is have no backbone, uh, lukewarm. Uh, lots of churches are afraid to even mention a message that like I like I'm, I'm mentioned I'm, I'm sharing with you today. Churches are afraid to have a testimony like mine because they're afraid to offend somebody uh, to you know even over a message of hey I, I left this and I became that you know that's that's something that people don't want to mention anymore and they want to have a country club. you know it, I'm saddened to see the immigration in the United States that all of a sudden all churches from all backgrounds and different denominations agreed on, let us buy mattresses and, and build homes and furniture and, and, and paint houses for immigrants, but never share the gospel with anybody. Mm. I have no idea. That, that, that breaks my heart to the, mm-hmm. to, to the maximum level. So I grew up in a dictatorship. I know a lot about socialism. I know a lot about communism. I, li- I know a lot about Islamism. I know a lot about dictatorship. And I am seeing all of those isms are creeping into our culture and our country. And we have to stand, and not a stand of a fight, but a stand of the truth. Because yes. otherwise, uh, we are not going to have that privilege anymore. And it is very sad to see that's happening in our country. Take it from someone who titles his book uh, after what would be considered the greatest crime in the Islamic tradition, and that's being apostate in his Muslim faith. Former Muslim and now uh, on fire for the Lord Christian, Dr. Mark Christian has been my guest today here on The Bottom Line. His book is called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We just kind of scratched the surface here, so I encourage you to get the book, which we have linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. And, uh, of course, we'll have Dr. Christian on again soon to continue this ongoing conversation. But for now, uh, Dr. Mark Christian, a pleasure to get to meet you, sir, and thank you for the work that you've done with this book and for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity and looking forward to see you again. Such a powerful and compelling testimony from Dr. Mark Christian today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. His book is called The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We have a copy well, linked up at thebottomlineshow.com and a copy to give away right now, uh, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to The Bottom Line. And of course, today is Everyone Wednesday, so everybody who calls is going to win something. So if you want to win something, and it's amazing how we have multiple copies of things or whatever, we have more and more people calling and saying, hey, I'd kind of like to win something too. You got it. I guarantee it. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, yesterday on the Bottom Line Show, we were sharing with you about our fantastic campaign with Preborn. We are still taking your calls for that. You can go to thebottomlineshow.com or you could go to kbrightradio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn. Dennis Wilson put up a $7,500 match yesterday to help us get halfway to raising enough money for an ultrasound machine. Yesterday, we raised nearly $5,600 toward that goal. We're about $2,000 away from unlocking that match. Go to kbrightradio.com, click on the preborn banner, and make your best donation. Uh, speaking of good financial advice, Dennis joins me uh, on the other side of this break. We're going to talk about how do you navigate the election season, the changing stock market, and how do you ensure that your retirement is a no-compromise retirement. Dennis Wilson talks about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Clients love her. Insurance companies fear her. No other personal injury attorney knows the inner workings of insurance companies like Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. In a cutthroat industry where most attorneys don't even last five years, Stephanie Cover spent 20 years defending insurance companies, never compromising her integrity despite constant external pressure. During those 20 years, Stephanie Cover gained invaluable insight into the tricks of the trade. She knows more about your insurance policy than your adjuster does. 
Today, Cape Wright's personal injury attorney uses her unparalleled knowledge of the insurance company's playbook to call their bluff every time, even earning the grudging respect from lawyers and adjusters who know they can't get anything by her. She used to defend them. Now she beats them at their own game. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation at kbrightradio.com slash Coverlaw. She knows the other side. Special guest joining me today here on the Bottom Line Show, our monthly visit with Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970. Dennis is here, uh, Brooke is here, and Chewie's asleep. Yeah, but what? he's watching. He's keeping yeah. an eye. He keeps an eye on Brooke. He, oh, that's yeah, true. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, since he's the vice president of corporate compliance yeah, yeah. and she's the director of marketing, that right. makes a lot of sense. Um, it's an interesting to see where we are in the culture right now because people are listening to us during the election season. They know what's going to happen on a national front. They know what's happening here in the People's Republic of California. It's not pretty, Dennis. But I mean, the, the good news is, as ugly as it is politically here in California, there are always opportunities for people to be safe with their money, to not have to go through that, you know, craziness, the schizophrenia in the stock market. Right. You've got the solutions they need. Well, you know, it, it is ironic because really right now, I can't imagine with the current administration we have both in California and in the White House, how anybody thinks that they can make any money in a stock market. It is it is literally it, it's as bad as that old thing. At Disney. Maybe it's still there, that Disney thing they used to have Tower of Terror or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what the market reminds me of. It's like the Tower of Terror. Uh-huh. It goes up. Oh, and then it goes straight down. And it goes mm-hmm. up. Oh, and people are going to live that way. Guess what? It's, it's going to be that way. Been that way for two years. And if you like it that way, stay in the market because it's going to be that way for another two years. Now, you, you say that often, but I, I need to point out just as a point of responsibility for our listeners, if you have been in the market since January, you've seen your portfolio decline by at least 25%, if not more. And one of the things, Dennis, I know you and I have talked about a lot here over the years is when it comes to investments, the reason your alternatives are safer and better is because they eliminate something called recovery time. Uh, talk about what it's like when so you talk about someone's 401k becomes a 201k. When you get to be our age, I mean, we don't have yeah. as many years to recover from that type of hit. No, in fact, I, I have a, the one you mentioned. I just I, I had a client who, who I asked him, I said, if you lose half of your retirement, are you going to be able to retire next year? He says, well, no, there's no way. I said, so you need to get out, period. So he said, okay. So he got out. Now this was this was several. This is back in oh seven oh eight. He retired in oh eight. I asked him, "Could you be able to retire?" He says, "No, I wouldn't be able to retire." Period. Wow. Wow. And so those, you know, but but I had a gal I just met with her husband uh, uh, last week, and in, in, uh, I was up in um, Sacramento. We we were able to move her money and move it over to a place where it would not go down. And her husband had figured it out for me. And he says, yeah, he says, we figure you saved us about $40,000 wow. in the last three months. Wow. It was a significant amount of money, yes. and it was a significant drop. Sure. It's, well, it's amazing. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970, or just go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial, and you can learn more. That is significant. When That's over three months. When you consider that we are on this roller coaster ride that appears to be heading downward and continuing downward <laughs> and doesn't look like it's going to reverse anytime soon, the Fed's cranking up the heat, inflation is where it is, now is the time to look at opportunities not only for stability but also growth. And let's not forget, too, one of the things that Wilson Financial specializes in is the fact that you have opportunities to minister and be a good steward with God's money 
even during these crazy times that we're experiencing right now. Well, it, it's really, it is fun because, you know, a lot of the times people don't do anything because they just don't know they can. And so, and that comes to charity and that comes to, to investing. So we just reviewed a client who had put money into 3D alternative, uh, good grief, about two years ago. And we showed them how they could take their 3D money and build two churches in Africa. While still making money While on still their making money on their money. Wow. And th- here's the good news. As I tell you the story, the, the, the results are in, and it's Africa, two churches, the bank account, no return. Yeah. <laughs> and the banks pay you nothing, so that's what you'd have got. Right. You know, right. The, and so uh, two churches in Africa, oh, and by the way, they had more money in their pocket than if they'd have left the money in the bank. So let me review. I want to make sure I heard you correctly. They're investing in 3D money. It's a... a is that the one that has the guaranteed return? Six percent for back, three 6% years. Six percent yeah. three years. So you know you're going to get a six percent return. They were able to see a gain of six percent per year for two years, and over the course of that two years, they had a better return than they would have gotten on the bank even after they had enough money to fund two churches in Africa. Exactly. Wow. <clears throat> I just did another one. Excuse me. I hate to do that because I know I'm on the radio, but I just did another one for a client that that I felt bad because he could have built a church in Africa for the last three years with the money he didn't make by leaving his money in the bank. By leaving his money in the bank, he didn't get the appreciation interest. Nothing. And he wouldn't have got he would have had enough extra to build three churches. That's exactly right. Wow. That I mean, when you put it that way, Dennis, I know that every client who comes to you who works with you understands that it's a stewardship issue, this is God's money. And we've had conversations, we don't mention names, of people who've come to you and, and they don't see that. And you go, gosh, you know, it's just not going to work out for me. No. Well, we know it's not going to if that's the attitude. Yeah. And it, it, the fun thing is, is that when you, when you, when you meet with a client and you, and you help them come up with a way to um, uh, do this kind of stewardship, really all you're doing is you're just giving, you're just opening their eyes to the fact that, hey, this is not my money anyway. Right. This is God's money, and I'm supposed to be a good steward of it. Well, if you got money sitting in the bank, that, that by the way, that's if you if your church out there has two or three million dollars sitting in the bank or any nothing, you better watch it because that <laughs> won't be a church much longer. Right. Because God can't bless somebody who doesn't get doesn't allow it to flow in freely. Mm-hmm. God is going to bless you if it comes in and you give it away. If you come in and hoard it, there's nowhere in the Bible does it talk about hoarding. You know, and you mentioned something just now, Dennis, that I think is it was wise for a lot of pastors who aren't thinking about this because you and I have had this conversation about my former church the amount of money, there was a large gift that was coming in. And the first question you asked was, well, where do you want to hold it until you get rid of it? I mean, right. basically until you steward it. Right. And how many churches do we know? There are a lot of them that are meeting in storefronts, they're renting space. Okay, I get that. That's kind of transient. But how many other churches have been in buildings for a long time, have a ton of equity in that building right now? And you might say, well, it's great because we don't have any debt, but there's assets potential there that you're just sitting on. You're not You're not putting it in play. Well, and even worse even, is when you see that that same bank has a million two in the in the in the bank, mm-hmm. saying this is our reserve. Because mm. we and I, I just unfortunately when I see that I predict this and it, it's never failed. Well, I've only seen it one time. Well, I predicted that the church would be out of business within five years mm-hmm. and it was gone. Yeah, it is because you're trusting. You're putting your trust in your bank account that's not paying you anything instead of being a good steward. 
Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970. My guest, my partner here on The Bottom Line Show, my friend, as well as we talk about this financial interest. And Dennis, I think that a lot of people are looking at right now, they're looking at the next two years politically. They're looking at the stock market. They know inflation is going to keep high until the end of at least next year. They know the mortgage rates are going to be crazy. It's going to be, and the stock market is going to tank because more people are going to want to pull their money out. Your investments are 100% safe. I mean, I realize there are some that have higher degrees of risk than other, but I've never heard of a bottom line listener who came to you, sought advice, acted on that advice, and lost money. Is that an accurate statement? That is an accurate statement. And also, you, the, one of the things that happens is I do not get phone calls from people, how much have I lost this week? Right. I haven't heard that for since, because I, I get better at training people. I haven't heard that since <laughs> 2011, I think, is the last time I heard that. Wow. So, but... Because they know that they're, they they understand that they they're in a position where they could they could make nothing in those in some of these accounts, but they can't lose their money. Right. And so the, I sleep better at night, and they sleep better at night. Sure, sure. They know exactly where they are. If the only way to go is up, That's then right. that really does put a smile on your face. What are some of your advice uh, points for people as we look at the fall, knowing that the election may see a change in the House or Senate, but for the all intents and purposes, we're going to see more of the same for the next probably 15 months or so, I'd imagine. I, I don't see any change. I really don't. And I, I think that, uh, you know, just like the, the guy who was just here right here a half hour before you, I said, hey, look, let's get your 401k out of there before it becomes a 201k. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah. He says, because he's already seen it going down $30,000 this year. Mm. That's a significant hit when you consider someone who's getting close to retirement age. Well, and, and, and you're talking a $30,000 hit in, the, in one quarter. That's $120,000 potential. How many of our listeners have $120,000 to light on fire knowing that they're at the point where they're about to retire and they're never going to get a chance to earn that back? Well, they won't. And that's that's what I said. But it it is so bad for people who are nearing retirement because, you know, we couldn't we couldn't have a worse administration for for that group of people we just couldn't i don't think we could have worse administration for almost anything these guys do but we won't get into politics (laughs) right not this time anyway we will um dennis wilson wilson financial 800-696-9970 800-696-9970 or go to wilson-financial.com which we have up at the bottom line show.com dennis is now a good time for our listeners to reach out to you as they're thinking year-end giving as they're thinking about tax preparation strategies and way they want to move their investments around yeah that we we just had we just had a, a, a bunch of fun time helping people build churches all over Africa and uh, wells where we're loving what, what what people are doing. And it's always a good time to do it. But year end. Yeah, they're looking for deductions. And mm-hmm. so absolutely. So you save a little bit on your taxes and you benefit the kingdom of God using his resources. Exactly. Right. Phenomenal equation. I yes. love it. Well. Well, Dennis, thank you for the partnership that you've shared with us. Now, we are we are in our 12th year of The Bottom oh, Line Show, and we're in your second decade of uh, sponsoring The Bottom and, Line. Well. And I didn't even know you and I were that old. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, I am. I, I'm not, I can't speak for you and Kathy, but no. uh, thank you well, so much. No, for... it's a pleasure. It has been a, I, I would like to just say it has been a, a pleasure working with you. Uh, we've become good friends way beyond the business. Yes. And so I, I look to you as a mentor for places to help people financially, when it comes to to charity. So I, I count on you, that resource, to help me do that, and I appreciate your help. 
Well, Dennis, thank you for your partnership and your friendship. And thanks also for introducing us to our your new marketing director, Brooke. Thank you for being with us today. Hi. It's good to thank have you. you along. I mean, to talk about what you're doing to help your grandpa here. I mean, I'm sorry, to oh. help Dennis here. Yeah. Oh, I help him in so many ways yeah. you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. my best friend, oh. and we have both been working and learning the world of marketing as I just graduated with a degree in marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been a blessing. I've changed so much. I've learned so much. And I've been really enjoying it. Well, I, I, we appreciate what you're bringing to the table here as well to uh, help our listeners and help uh, lots of your new clients uh, benefit from the all the Wilson Financial has to offer. So welcome to the broadcast. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's always good to get great financial advice from Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial. 800-696-9970 is the number to call. 800-696-9970 to get through to Dennis. And by the way, that book we've been talking about, The No Compromise Retirement Plan, Dennis has 25 copies of that book to give away right now. So call him at Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. Get your copy of The No Compromise Retirement Plan. Tell Devaney and Emily and Tess and Veronica and anybody else who answers the phone that you heard about this book from Roger here on The Bottom Line Show. I will take a quick break and some final thoughts in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Want to continue receiving income into retirement with little market risk? Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Services can help you secure a permanent income and benefits addressing your risk tolerance with professional advisory knowledge. You have a large 401k or IRA as your retirement nest egg. How about a four-dimensional plan that will pay you and your spouse income for life without stock market risk? How about we include inflation benefits so your income goes up annually? How about we include extra income benefits for long-term care? And if you need one or both, you both have it. That's right, permanent income inflation benefits, long-term care benefits with no market risk. We have put over $50 million of our clients' money in the 4D account in the last few years. These clients are sleeping way better at night. Learn more when you call Wilson Financial today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services for the great conversation about how to have a no-compromise retirement. By the way, we've got 25 copies of that book, No Compromise Retirement, to give away. 800-696-9970 is the number to call. 800-696-9970. Give uh, the gals over at Wilson Financial a chance to answer your call and uh, get you that book. We've got 25 of those to give away right now. Um, also, thanks to Dr. Mark Christian for joining me this hour to talk about uh, his fascinating testimony of leaving the Islamic tradition and moving on to Christianity. Uh, his book, The Apostate, is up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we're giving away copies of that too at 800-227-5278 here on Everyone Wednesday. And for everybody who felt the shake, rattle, and roll yesterday, thanks for tuning into The Bottom Line Show today. You know, that 5.1 in San Jose was, you know, apparently it's one of those things, I, I have to admit, having been born and raised in Southern California, I sleep through earthquakes. Um, if it's 5.0 or bigger, I might feel it, but I'm, you know, <laughs> the bottom line studios were in San Jose, uh, maybe. I know our KCBZ listening audience got a big jolt of that. But it's interesting when those happen because you don't see them coming until they do. I mean, if you're studying Caltech and places like that, they, they know. But once they do happen, you begin to see that the things that shake and the things that crumble are often the most often than not the things that we made as people. 
and the things that get moved around and still are standing are the things that God made. And these earthquakes are like birth pangs of what's happening in the culture. And it's exciting every time I see a natural disaster. Now, I, I don't think about the disaster as being the end of the game, but rather saying, hey, God is doing a new thing. And this is a new and exciting time. And boy, that, keep that perspective. You'll never go wrong. And that's the bottom line. Well, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and glad to have you along here on this Everyone Wednesday. Uh, thanking everyone who has called in yesterday uh, during our big push uh, with Preborn to raise enough money, or hopefully to get close enough for a new ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic. And here's uh, the day started out innocently enough. Uh, we were asking people to call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, and uh, make a donation to preborn $28 saves one baby through an ultrasound ultrasound technology is fantastic and the new 3d and 4d images I was reading a story the other day in the New York Post about a young woman who um, was uh, was considering um, her options she had uh, she was 27 years of age at the time and she had had an abortion she was living with some guys not a Christian and living with some guy they got pregnant and she didn't think he was gonna make a good dad he wasn't ready for it, and so she decided that she would just end the pregnancy. So she did. It's a year later. She got pregnant again, and as she put it, I kind of love it when people do this. You know, they, they don't believe in God. They, they won't believe in the creator of the universe, but they'll say, I'll put this out in the universe, and hopefully something good will come back to me. She literally said, the universe apparently wanted me to be pregnant. So those were her terms. So she said she was looking for a place. She had taken a home pregnancy test, and she didn't trust it. So she was looking for a doctor or a clinic or somewhere where she could take a pregnancy test and have it verified. And so she, was looking, she wasn't looking for anything in particular other than she figured last time she went in for a pregnancy test, she went to a Planned Parenthood clinic and they wound up aborting her child. This time she said, I started looking and all of a sudden I found these places that said, we'll do a free pregnancy test and we'll do a free ultrasound. And that's a way that you can screen uh, to make sure that your child doesn't have any birth abnormalities or anything like that and she was intrigued by that so she went to the pregnancy health center got the pregnancy test confirmed and then they asked would you like to see your baby and baby what do you mean baby and so they did the ultrasound and all of a sudden she said oh my goodness i looked at it and i love this quote from this article in the new york post she said i was acquainted for the first time with the idea that that was a baby and I was just, it, it was mind-boggling to see how, with 3D and 4D ultrasound images now, how people who have made this a political issue for years, this is all about a woman's right, this is about reproductive justice, this is all about access to health care, all those air quotes, all the talking points you see from the left. And it's amazing how when you confront a woman with the truth, lovingly, graciously, like preborn does, then all of a sudden, and then you show the detail. You don't even have to necessarily preach the gospel. God is speaking the gospel to these people through the ultrasound images. And that's why I get so excited about preborn and so passionate about it. And Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial, got on board and said, hey, I know you're taking these donations, $28 here, $140 there, and that's great. But the ultrasound machine itself, how much is that? I said 15000 He said, great, okay, I'll put up 7500 and let's see if your listeners can match it. Well, yesterday we raised just under $5,600 toward that match, which is fantastic. A couple of major gifts came through that, that helped make part of that happen. But the rest of it, you know, we had gifts anywhere from 30 bucks to 2800 yesterday. It was fantastic. Will you help us get over the hump to get past that $7,500 mark that will unlock Dennis's $7,500 match 
and buy an ultrasound machine, which will save at least 250 babies per year and will save tens of thousands of babies over the life of that machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229 if you want the numbers instead of the letters. Or go to thebottomlineshow.com, go to kbrightradio.com, click on the banner and make your best donation. If you have a credit card that you want to use for this, it's tax deductible, by the way, and 100%, every penny that you donate goes to ultrasounds. They do separate fundraising for their administration, so you don't have to worry about them paying off a debt somewhere or the credit card bill or the electric bill or whatever. If you want to go ahead and make that gift online and you've already got your information already auto-filled, you can make that donation in 28 seconds or less. 833-850-BABY or go to kbrightradio.com, thebottomlineshow.com, and click on the banner. And you'll see how easy it is to make a gift in support of, uh, of preborn. You know, I was thinking about the, the human body and our human nature, especially as we get older. And it was interesting to, to well, it, it's kind of fascinating to me to see how many people are looking at life through the lens of Scripture and enjoying life into their older years. And then how many people are also looking at life through the lens of the world, maybe almost exclusively through social media, and they're saying, hey, wait a minute, this maybe, it it doesn't seem like I remember it to be. It doesn't feel like, you know, the, the, the world that I remember. Do you get that feeling at times when you kind of look around and say, man, the world has changed so much? You know, I mean, I, I can't I can't stress enough how important it is for us to make good and godly decisions when it comes to stewardship, when it comes to how and with whom we spend our time, when it comes to uh, the relationships that we've invested in and some that we have to divest from as we get up in, in, in older years. And I've been really paying attention. I reached my 60s last year, 61 right now. And, you know, the, there are certain ages, 60, 62, 65, 67, 70, you know, ages as you're going through your 60s that are kind of milestones in terms of what's going to happen next with your life. I paid very, very close attention during the pandemic to the number of people age 65 and older, for example, who either wound up testing positive for the COVID virus or getting the COVID virus or how their health was impacted for the worse because of the COVID epidemic and pandemic. And I was very, very surprised to see how COVID really did run ragged for the 65 and up crowd. Literally in the United States of America, 1% of the population age 65 and older died during the pandemic. Some of them, as a result of COVID, though this was a group that was much more likely to be uh, vaccinated uh, in hopes of being protected against the, uh, the COVID uh, virus. But 1% of the population, isn't that incredible? I mean, you know, these are people who either had health problems and the COVID made them worse, or there was a small percentage of people who got COVID and that was it, kind of took them out. I think the CDC settled on 6% of people who actually tested positive for COVID wound up losing their lives with COVID. It was the people who have a comorbidity, you know, whether it be a weight issue or a blood pressure issue or 
Um, <clears throat> you heard younger people who their immune system was compromised because of cancer and things like that. Those are the folks who really had to watch out for COVID. Now that it's moved into endemic state, it's basically going to be something that is a part of our culture. I mean, every year you're going to hear someone saying, hey, I got to take a week or two off from work because I got COVID and I'm just wiped out. In the same way people get the flu or pneumonia or things of that nature. But COVID is just one piece of the puzzle with regard to uh, the comorbidities because there are some comorbidities that aren't so much physical in the sense that you've got a breathing issue or whatever. But what about people who are experiencing uh, mental traumas, uh, cognitive impairment, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, things of that nature? There was a study that was published in the Journal of American Medicine, um, JAMA, as it's called, and they have a JAMA Neurology publication that uh, updated an estimate It's the first time in two decades that they've really gone all in to take a look at what's happening in the culture and how uh, it's impacting people. And the study is is fascinating. It was a pretty large sample of people, uh, pretty diverse in terms of gender and ethnicity, cultural influences. Average age, by the way, 76. In... Most studies that have happened before, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because this is kind of the lot of the researcher. I I had dinner with my daughter Kaylee last night. Uh, Her brother was doing his master's uh, recital. He has to do two recitals as a trombone major at California State University in Fullerton. And uh, last night was recital number one. So Kaylee and I went out and grabbed some dinner before we uh, headed on over to the performance. And she is currently studying. She's a, a scientist, a researcher. Uh, studying for a PhD in biokinesiology um, at a leading university here in Southern California, USC. And we were discussing all the different factors that go into your emotional and physical and overall well-being. She studies gut health because that's been a concern of hers and, and is doing some fascinating research about how diet and exercise changes can impact, the uh, for the good, uh, the negative effects of Parkinson's disease on people. You know, you, you look at a guy like Michael J. Fox and go, poor guy, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's in an early age. Well, th- it, it's possible now that maybe surgery and, you know, medicines and things like that aren't the answer, but diet and exercise actually are. You know, kind of the way God intended our bodies to be. To move, you know, he, he gave us locomotion. You can walk and run and whatever, but also to eat and eat healthily. And in a world of processed foods and uh, working from home where you can spend the whole day in a chair at a computer and not have to get a lot of exercise... Maybe it's easy to see why people are having a tougher time. But in her research, we talk about the fact that she is driven by research to talk to people of all different backgrounds. And interestingly enough, in this Journal of American Medicine Neurology study, it's the first one I mentioned that it's got a large and diverse sample of people because the primary focus of most studies on cognitive impairment and things of that nature have focused on college-educated white people which I find very interesting. College-educated white people doing research on college-educated white people. Well, do different societal differences, different cultural preferences, uh, change the way you eat and exercise and you know the kind of stresses you've been under that could lead to a cognitive impairment? This study that was just published this past week, easily the most updated study in the past two decades, and the fact that it is showing more broader base 
of people. The new study shows some shocking information about the number of Americans age 65 and older that have at least mild cognitive impairment or dementia. I'll take a look at those numbers on the other side of this break. You won't want to miss them as the bottom line continues. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, you let them see the ultrasound image and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far, for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now, it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption. And the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. New study from the Journal of American Medicine. We're doing a little analysis, balance, and clarity here for you on the Bottom Line Show. Um, This study was published in the Journal of American Medicine, the JAMA Neurology. It just came out on Monday. Easily the most updated estimate of people who are battling mild cognitive impairment all the way up to dementia. And basically, the numbers are alarming. I mean, for us as Christians, this age group, this is a time, you know, 65 and up, this is a time when you're moving into retirement. By the way, if you want to call Dennis Wilson right now, 800-696-9970. He's got a copy of the No Compromise Retirement Book for you. We got 25 of them to give away. You heard about this in our conversation with Dennis earlier in the program. 800-696-9970, for Wilson Financial, or just call us here at the Bottom Line Show, 800-227-5278, and we'll give you that number as well. But this Journal of American Medicine study shows that one-third of Americans age 65 or older either have mild cognitive impairment or dementia. Now, specifically, this is how the numbers break down, because I mentioned this is an either-or. One out of of every 10 participants in the study, age 65 and older, had dementia. This is a large swath of people, several thousand people were interviewed for the study and tested for the study. Male and female, you know, equal distribution there. And it's one of the first studies of its kind to cover multiple ethnicities, and socioeconomic backgrounds and educational backgrounds. So you really get a clearer picture of what's going on. One out of every 10 participants in this study published by the American Journal of of American Medicine, one out of every 10 age 65 and older had dementia. Another 22% had a mild cognitive impairment. Now the average age of the participants age 76, according to Dr. Jennifer Manley, who is the lead author in the study. The study is representative of the population of older adults and includes groups that have been historically excluded from dementia research, but are at higher risk of developing cognitive impairment because of, you know, societal issues and things of that nature. 
if we are interested in increasing brain health equity later in life, we need to know where we stand now to direct our resources. Now, it's interesting because her comments sound to me like somebody who's trying to get money from the government for more studies. That's the kind of thing they would be interested in. But basically what it shows is that, <clears throat> for example, people who fall into the category of being African-American, were older and at lower education levels, were more adly affected, adversely affected by dementia. Moder moderate cognitive impairment adversely affected those who were older and were Hispanic. But again, something's very interesting. I mean, dementia, according to the Mayo Clinic, can be anything. It's, it's uh, memory loss, it's thinking processing problems, social abilities, et cetera, et cetera. It's not necessarily a disease, but it's a lot of different diseases that actually all point you know, in the same direction. It's interesting, though. I mentioned the health and exercise continuum along with food, making sure you're eating the right foods, getting the right nutrition, the right balance of it, not too overweight, but not too freaked out about counting calories and carbs and things like that. But it's so interesting to see how everything works together, the mind-body-soul continuum. How many people in this culture right now are trying to do the senior years of life without faith? How many people are really trying to do the diet and exercise thing until they hit a certain age where they say, well, now, wait a minute, I'm getting older. I've accomplished everything I wanted to. The kids are grown. I've got grandkids. I've traveled everywhere I wanted to go. I mean, I'm pretty much done. If you don't have something greater to live for, then why would you want to be here? You see the stock market crashing, you see home prices dropping, and you begin to think, well, wait a minute. What, what is the purpose? And there is the key to a joy-filled and fulfilling life is this purpose. The one thing the study did not look at that I found was very interesting, they were looking at out external societal factors. They were looking at your income. They were looking at your education level. They were looking at where you grew up. They were looking at and, and placing people into different boxes. Well, we noticed that African-Americans are this way and Hispanic-Americans are this way and Anglo-Americans are this way. And, and there are some things statistically that when you are studying, you can't deny. But then to try to put this on, well, this is all because of racism or it's all because of sexism or it's all because of whatever. I'm thinking, wait, you're, you're missing the point. You're still looking at everything externally as to why these health problems are developing. You're not looking at what's happening internally. And if I may, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side of this break, I want to encourage us as Christians in this analysis, balance, clarity and discernment segment to take a look at this study look at the numbers, and then see what God's word has to say about this. Because it appears that there's one part of the equation that the researchers missed. It's an easy one to miss if you don't think about it. We'll talk about that next as the bottom line continues. Let Wilson Financial Services help you identify proprietary financial strategies for your wealth that work for your life. Let's revisit our one-year CD. Had a client who had $500,000 of retained earnings in his corporation for the last three years. I said, if you'd have put that into this account three years ago, you'd have seventy-five dollars to $100,000 of interest versus what you have now, which is a nice round number. I had a client sell his house, had 450000 in the bank. I told him, is he really not likely to buy a house in the next 12 months? You want to leave this in the bank earning nothing? Or would you like to earn some interest on it over the next 12 months? So he said, how much? I said, well, how about between twenty and 30000 He says, zero versus twenty or 30000 Yeah, he says... 
I like the twenty or thirty thousand. Sounds better. Aren't you tired of earning nothing with all the money you have in the bank? Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It's Everyone Wednesday here on The Bottom Line Show and everyone who calls Dennis Wilson's office right now. You can call us here at 800-227-5278 and you can get a copy of this book, The No Compromise Retirement Plan. But if you call Dennis's office directly, they've got them and they'll send them out to you. So you can call 800-696-9970. We have 25 copies of this book to give away. I'd love to give away all of them today. I hope you will enjoy that. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970 is the number to get you through to Dennis Wilson's office. Tell them the bottom line sent you and they will send you a copy of the book, The No Compromise Retirement Plan. I was talking about this study, doing an analysis, balance, and clarity, and discernment uh, segment today here on The Bottom Line. study that was published in the Journal of American Medicine, JAMA Neurology, about the number of people who suffer from either mild cognitive impairment or flat-out dementia. And a new study was, was conducted recently. The results were just published on Monday. And they basically point to something for us Americans who are, I'm not over 65 yet, but I'm heading there. Uh, if you're 65 or older, according to this study, one out of 10 Americans age 65 or older is dealing with dementia right now. And another 22% of Americans age 65 or older has a mild form of cognitive impairment. And so they point to socioeconomic issues, all the externals. You know, it's because of where you grew up, it's because of your education level, it's because of all those things. And this is the first study of its kind that didn't just go to college-educated white people. So kudos to our researchers for actually doing research as opposed to just talking to their friends. But it got me thinking, having a daughter who's a researcher who's working on gut biomes and microbes, and I, I, I don't understand. I, I was a C and D student in science, and I have a daughter who's going for a PhD in biokinesiology. Go figure. God's great sense of humor, right? But she was fascinated with it because she's had some uh, intestinal problems over the years and uh, loves exercise. Uh, exercise physiology was her undergraduate, so she's been studying the connection between healthy diet, uh, good exercise patterns, and treating things like cancer and Parkinson's disease and things of that nature. The part that the, the culture leaves out is the spiritual part as to why people live long and healthy lives here on earth and then prepare for a long and healthy life in heaven. And I thought, you know, the one part of this study that's missing is they're missing the soul and spirit part. They're missing the part that is you know, kind of supernatural, if you will, that puts, separates us who are believers from those who are not. And it led me into scripture earlier this morning as I was reading through the book of Romans. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1. This is the New King James Version. Paul writes, I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sistren, uh, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Those two verses right there, I think, speak so powerfully to how we can witness the glory of God to other people simply by our health, simply by the way we educate ourselves, 
by not looking at the educational system per se. I mean, a lot of people are looking at public education right now and saying, what a nightmare. But then the homeschool options looking better, or the Christian school options looking better. But then your education doesn't stop the minute you get your high school diploma or college diploma or diplomas. It's a lifelong endeavor. It's daily study in scripture. It's iron sharpening iron. It's listening to programs like ours and hearing the guests that we have. And I'll be honest with you, to be perfectly frank, I know there's some other Christian programs that air in the markets where the Bottom Line Show airs. And I I, kind of go through their websites every now and again to see what they're talking about. And there are a lot of temporal things. Hey, what's happened about this? What do you think about the vote? Blah, blah, blah. Call in and tell me. I'm amazed that they don't take the opportunity to bring in the experts that we are fortunate enough to bring in and ask and answer questions that are of greater concern. Let's dig deeper on a subject. I don't know anything about it, but I know somebody who does, right? And and we have these dialogues. That is part of the renewing of your mind process. That is the part that says, I'm not going to be conformed to the world. I'm not going to live in fear when they tell me that there's a virus that might kill me. I know that there is sin that can kill me if I don't have Jesus' blood washing me clean and paying the penalty for my sin. That's a discernment issue. I know that if I don't get up and move my body, if I don't get out in the sunshine, if I don't eat healthily, if I don't have healthy friendships that I interact with, my witness won't mean anything to anybody. I encourage you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. I'm not saying that you won't battle with depression. You won't deal with anxiety or things like that. Many of the greatest Christian leaders we know, have dealt with those types of things. I believe it was John Calvin who in his later years, uh, the the quip was that he had such uh, bad intestinal problems, he used to take half his salary in beer just to settle his stomach. But when Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. This is the New King James. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't buy into the hype. Don't buy into the fads. Don't buy into the Uh, quick fixes to make your body look good while you're letting your mind go to rot. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. People are looking for purpose and meaning in their lives and they're trying to find it in sports cars and vacation homes and, and bling this and bling that. But the true treasure is the relationship you have with God, your salvation, by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, and true treasure awaits you in heaven, and it's way better than anything this world could ever promise. If you find yourself coming up short, realizing, hey, wait, my thinking doesn't feel like it's right. I'm not thinking straight of it, whatever. You could take that to the Lord in prayer. You could find good Christian counselors who will help you walk through those seasons and help you restore what the world is taking away. God wants you to be whole. God wants you to be healthy, but that health sometimes looks like an impairment to the world. Sometimes that thorn in the flesh is the key to healing. Recognizing it for what it is and who is allowing it is the beginning of wisdom. That is the good news of the gospel, and that is the bottom line.